Hello, welcome to part two of our self-evaluation experiment. If you listen to part one, thank you for coming back and listening to part two. Today, I want to dive into some of the questions that stood out in the whole interview process. I had three questions that really had an effect on the participants and, you know, how they responded to the rest of the questions. So, let me dive into that. So, right off the bat, we have question three, which asked, Do you have something you like most about yourself? I picked this as my most uncomfortable question. Um, It was the third question, so, like, it was boom, like... A lot of people hesitated, um, you know, and really you would expect someone to say, well, yeah, I like this. And I had two participants, no, I had one participant say that what they liked most about themselves was their dog. And I was thinking like, you know, I, sometimes I would feel the same way. But it's also like, that's kind of sad that you're this awesome person and the only thing you like about yourself is your dog. And I say it as you're this awesome person because I think everyone has qualities they can bring to the table. You know, there are some people who choose to take the opposite side of life and not use it to better anyone but I do have a great confidence in saying that all my participants are people who have given to their community helped people you know and so it was just kind of like dang like the only thing you liked about yourself was your dog which isn't a horrible thing but you would think there was something else more about them then the next question is my fifth question and it says have you regretted any choices you have made leading to this point in your life I put this down as my most reflecting question and I say reflecting because it required all my participants to at least take a moment And really think about it like, hmm, do I? I had only two people tell me no. And it was my participant in their 30s and 50s. And I say this because, you know, I would expect my younger, well, all my teens told me no. Except for my 19s. My 19 and my 18-year-old, they did say yes. But you would expect, like, 15 and 16 to say no because they are young. You know, they're just learning to drive, just in high school. So you would expect them to say no. So I was correct on that part. My 18, 19, you know, that was a little surprising, depending 
because 18, 19, you know, you're either senior or you're finishing school. So, really, they haven't even lived that much of their life yet. But yet, they said they had things they regretted. For my older ones, I did expect a majority of them to say yes. And as I explained, only two said no. And these two participants said no because they straight up told me, you know, I have this outlook on life that everything I do is for a reason. And I don't believe... Yes, I believe I made mistakes, but I don't regret them because you learn from mistakes. And I'm going to talk about that more later on when I reflect on these questions. And then the final question is my question 10. I put this as my trick question. It asked, if you could change one thing about yourself, would you? And if so, what would it be? As I explained before in part one, I put this as my trick question because I believe that, you know, you shouldn't want to change anything about yourself. Yes, if you want to change things that you've done, that goes back to the regret part, the mistakes part. But personally about yourself, I think you... And I look back, and maybe I should have elaborated on this question a bit more. But I mean, you know, mentally, who you are. Physically, we're always going to be wanting to be somebody else. But, and I plead guilty to this question because there is some things that I would want to change. I did have that mindset. I'm trying to be better about that. And that's all part of my personal self-evaluation process as well. I had a majority of people tell me yes. Um, Every single one of them, except for my 50-year-old. They started by saying yes, and then they were like, no, most of them. But they still said yes, so internally that's what they wanted like that's what they wanted to say you know what I'm saying like they were like yes I mean not no because I'm perfect the way I am but you know that's how they responded um I had one participant in their 30s um this participant was really comfortable in the interview process and I think this self-evaluation was most important for them because it was like they were getting all their emotions out I really felt like it was honestly a one-on-one kind of therapy session the participant being older than me they were really cooperative and like put everything out on the table and like just said I want to change this and I wish I did this better and I wish I did this different and it was just felt like it wasn't a lot of regret for what they did it was just a lot of regret for how many mistakes they made that makes sense 
but I'll also reflect on that more. So let's get into the reflection process, shall we? I have a little, I mean, I have a little bit of um, sources here that I'm going to use to support (laughs) what I'm saying. Just so you guys don't think this is all opinionated, because it's not. It's not. As I explained, this is a whole research project, so I want to put some of that research in here to explain that, um, yeah, this is not all my opinion. It is my opinion to believe in self-evaluation, but I also have sources that back that up. So let's focus on question three. Question three is about being uncomfortable. Right off the bat, my participants were like, ooh, I really have to think about myself at this point. So I have this article um, by Sophie Emery. It's a student children's nurse at the University of Hertfordshire. (laughs) Sorry if I said that wrong. Um... This article is from the British Journal of Nursing. And basically what Emery did is she went to Zimbabwe. No, Zambia. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering this. Butchering this. Why can't I speak right now? But I have my laptop in front of me. And she talks about being placed in this undeveloped country and being here it is undeveloped it's developing country and she's placed at this hospital that has limited resources and Zambian nurses are taught cost-effective methods for nursing practice so she in the article she talks about going in with this mindset that you know this is developing country they don't have much to offer patients are sick and there's nowhere really to help them like she went in with this mindset how can I really help these people then it talks about how The nurses and being there inspired her, you know. She was very uncomfortable with going. It was a new cultural sense, a new develop awareness. And she opted to only spend about four weeks there. But then when she started to work with the nurses like I said visit patients and family and travel long distance all across Zambia she got to experience their healthcare process she talks about how she learned the importance of making the most of any experiences offered And in summary, she learned the importance of reflective practice as a student, as a nurse, as a person. And I think that's really 
really awesome. And it really relates to this because, like she says, she, this is, and I quote, in summary, my elective experience taught me the importance of relective practice. Not relective, <laughs> reflective practice. Sorry, I'm butchering this so much. Relective pra- reflective practice. Ugh. And that's the whole point of this. It's to reflect. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, there are times we're uncomfortable and we don't want to do something because we've never done it. And we just expect it to go this way so there's no point type of thing. But just like what happened to Emery, it can happen to us. It does happen to us. It happens to everyone. There are so many times where we just like, there's no point because I already know what's going to happen. Then we go and it's a totally different story. I feel like that happens every time. I know that happens every time I have that mentality. And just someone else saying it, a nurse, a reflective practice is so important. Especially being a nurse. You know, starting out, there are so many mistakes that they can make. Because there's so many stuff. There are so many things that they have to know. So, obviously, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to mess up. But when it comes time and they reflect on those mistakes that they made, it makes them a better doctor. makes them a better nurse. I also want to go back to another thing that Emery said. Um, it says, early on at UTH, I learned the importance of making the most of any experiences offered. I thought that was a really big part of her uh, journal article as well because I feel like so many people don't take time to do that. They're just like, huh, whatever, you know. Mm, This job sucks, but whatever, you know. Oh, I wish I could get out of this situation or I wish I didn't have to go here today or you know all this school sucks I don't want to go which I'm the same way (laughs) but I want to change that you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's another part of the reflection process that people shouldn't focus on why this or like why did that happen If this, let me redo this. (laughs) You know when you're taking a test and it's a really important test and you studied all night long and you look back on it and then you got a B, like an 87 B. And you were really shooting for that A plus, you know what I'm saying? So... You you just sit there and you ponder, like, why? I studied all night, why? 
and you look at your mistakes and you're like, dang, like, dang, dang. But then you, you sit there and you still ponder on that 87 for two more weeks. Like, I studied all night. Why did I get an 87 when I really wanted an A? Or when, say you work at like a fast food restaurant and you're in the driveway and you have, not driveway, <laughs> drive through and you have a customer come up to the window and they're really rude and all you told them was their order and the amount for the order and you took their money and you gave them their change and all that and you're just wondering like why are these people being so mean? Like why are they being mean to me? And you ponder on that for the rest of your shift. We, as people, do that way too much. I'm pretty sure it's called overthinking. I say this because I'm an overthinker. But we should just be focused on any experience offered. You're going to have to learn how to deal with those negative people. You're going to have to learn how to deal with that 87% on your math test. You know what I'm saying? We can't sit here and overthink of why this went wrong or why this happened. And we're just stuck with that for our life. That's just going to... That's just going to... What's the word? hold us back that's just gonna hold us back you know we have to keep pushing forward and like "Mm, that sucks but it happens you're gonna have to deal with those sucky moments in your life and that's also part of our self-evaluation process you know you can take that time when you're evaluating to get over that sucky moment and think oh You know, I remember when I get that 87 and I really tried my hardest. The point is, you tried your hardest. You tried your best. And you just have to get over that moment and keep pushing forward. So, thank you, Sophie Emery, for your article. And its relationship to our experiment here. Now we're going to move on to question five. The most reflecting question. I don't really have any sources to relate to question 10. It's more of a positive outlook for that one. But um, I am going to end with question 5 here. Our uh, have you regretted any choices question. And I have this book here. You can hear the book. You can probably hear a lot of things. Sorry about that called the ABCs of the human mind. It's Reader's Digest. And it's all split up into like sections about, you know, jobs, health, death, um, school, athletics. And so I'm, I uh, was reading it, and I'm on the job section, and it says something like this. Chance always plays a part in finding a job. P- 
yeah chance always plays a part in finding a job you like but vocational counselors believe that a person can improve the odds by analyzing his or her ambitions interest and aptitudes one person may not want to earn a lot of money others may give priority to being active helping people or having a low risk of ever being laid off Personal interests such as love the outdoors or fascination with computers may point the way to a job a person enjoys and respects. I want to go back to counselors believe that a person can improve the odds by analyzing his or her ambitions. So when people look back on things, they may say regret. You look back on those, and in a way, didn't those regretful moments put you to where you are now? The book says by analyzing his or her odds. Those odd things, those things that you don't like, you know, that job you're stuck at right now. But that job you're stuck at right now that you don't like is going to get you to your dream job. You know what I'm saying? That high school class that you're taking right now, that you have to do a lot of writing, and it's just really not something you enjoy, is going to get you to complete that major when you go to college. It's going to get you to the next step when you're in college and connect with professors more and do your homework better. You know what I'm saying? Kids, I see kids in my grade give up so quickly because they just don't like it or, you know, they're getting that B average and they just give up or, or in sports, you know. Oh, I'm not very good, but, you know, I don't really feel like working on it and getting better. By reflecting on those odds, we can improve our future. And a lot of people don't realize that. Okay, say you have regrets. Reflect on them when you do your self-evaluation. Reflect on them and think about where they put you. That's why I don't like to say that I have regrets. Because personally, I don't believe that I've made any regrets in my life. Yeah, I've made a few minor mistakes, but I wouldn't call them very impactful. Well, I would call them impactful because they put me to where I am right now. Did I enjoy them in the moment? Heck no. But I'm happy where I am right now. I'm happy to where my future's going. And I feel like so many people live with those regretful moments and call them regrets and wish they didn't happen. But if those didn't happen... They wouldn't be where they are right now. And a majority of my participants who said, like, they have regrets are pretty good at where they at and the point in their life. I have a question. I forgot what number it was, but it said, uh, do you think you have worked hard to be at the point that you are at right now in your life? Every single one of my participants have said yes. Because you have. And I want you as a listener to know that you have too. You know, 
through those regretful moments, those, through those uncomfortable times, through that moments of self-doubt, you are working hard to push through that. I think that's something that everyone can agree to, that you work hard through those moments to push through that, and that gets you to where you are right now. You're proud of yourself, and you've worked hard for it. And I think that's just really important that people don't focus on that when they think about a self-evaluation. This all plays into the role of it. But, you know, enough of my ranting for this episode. But those are my questions. Those were the few questions that stood out to me in my experiment. And I think once my participants listen to this little podcast or whatever, um, they can relate to what I'm saying, I think. Uh, when they think about how they answered the questions, they can relate to this process. But that's going to be it for this part of the self-evaluation experiment. And in the next part, I'm going to just reflect on it. You know, more of the effects that it had on the participants and kind of come to a conclusion for you guys. And I hope you guys are enjoying this little podcast series. This episode was a little bit longer than the first one, but that's because I really dug deep into these questions here. Hope you guys continue to listen and I hope you enjoy. See you later.